Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to the final full week of Executive Presence Morsels. This is Breakthrough Week. Happy Tuesday. And today we're going to talk about opportunities and how luck really works. Um, quick sidetrack. Um, hope you're enjoying the sound or the improved, what I hope, <clears throat> excuse me, is the improved sound. Um, I asked my son who has much better ears than I do. My wife and son are both have better kind of like audio <laughs> abilities than I do. And he said it sounds much better. I, I played him an older episode uh, and then I played him uh, a newer episode with the new mic, and he was like, yeah, it's so much clearer. It's so much better. So I hope you, um, if that's something that you notice, I hope you've noticed it and you've appreciated it because um, I want to bring sort of a better level of product and continue to improve. So that said, we're going to talk about opportunities and luck and why, maybe why some people always seem to have all the luck or why some people seem to feel that they never get any luck and what could actually be going on underneath that. So I'm not talking about the kind of random struck by lightning luck, like winning the lotto or something like that, or, you know, stumbling onto a bag of gold or something. I don't know if that actually happens, right? But I'm not talking um, about that sort of luck. I'm talking about, you know, stumbling into your dream job um, you know, meeting someone sort of really uh, amazing who you end up marrying or going into some sort of business partnership with and, you know, becoming, you know, wildly successful. These sorts of things that, you know, are reasonable to happen to people, but are certainly not expected. So there's this element of like, wow, that was really lucky. Couldn't have predicted or conspired to make this happen. And, and what could really be going on underneath that. And what I, the breakthrough that I had, what I came to understand is there are two aspects to luck that we often don't appreciate and don't think of as luck, but I'm here to tell you it actually has a lot more to do with luck and how luck really works than people may be willing to admit or uh, understand. So the first aspect is what you are doing, right? It's funny. When you do the things that are done by people who are successful in a certain area, even if you're not manufacturing that success, it's really interesting how more lucky, I'm doing air quotes here, lucky opportunities tend to come your way and fall in your lap. Isn't that interesting how that happens where let's say you um, are trying to do something in singing and have a career in singing and you happen to hang out in a lot of places where there are is a lot of singing talent, people who manage singers. If you um, perform in areas, um, you know, where someone is likely to see you, if you um, are using social media or doing certain things um, consistently and regularly, not expecting or manufacturing it, but suddenly you get kind of lucky and something that you would never expect to happen and doesn't happen often, and, and here's that luck element, you may get discovered. And isn't that interesting how just doing something slightly intentionally or differently can make a huge difference? Like I think about the um, 
I guess, new lead singer of Journey, right, when they're performing. It used to be Steve Perry, and then they were having trouble hiring someone to replace them. They just, they, they were actually going through like Steve Perry cover bands even. I mean, that's how difficult it was for them to find someone to replace Steve Perry, who's like one of a kind, when they discovered this dude who posted his sort of cover of Steve Perry on YouTube from Thailand. He was singing, you know, at small venues and bars in Thailand. And what was he doing, right? He didn't expect to become the new frontman for Journey, but what he was doing was following his dream to sing and perform and provide for his family doing that. What else was he doing? He was recording it. He was posting it, right? He was doing things that gave the opportunity for him to get lucky. Now, it's luck because if they don't see that video, then he doesn't get a call. He doesn't get flown out to L.A. and he doesn't get the job. And now he's actually making the equivalent of all the other band members. And when they go on tour, props to them that they actually said, you know, look, you know, we're going to divide it equally, even though, you know, this isn't Steve Perry. It's just some guy who, you know, would not have made a lot of money continuing to do what he's doing in Thailand. So they said, we're just going to split it because we're bandmates and they split it evenly. I'm sure if it was Steve Perry, I mean, maybe Steve would have taken more of the money. I don't know. Um, in any case, so what you're doing can often generate a lot of the luck. The second part, and this is, I think, equally as important, is what do you see? Right? They did this experiment where they had people who thought that they were lucky versus people who didn't think they were lucky. And they had them like um, do some sort of assignment or activity with a newspaper. And everyone got the same newspaper. And in the newspaper, there was like an ad or something like folded in there, which basically said, like, if you read this and you mention it to the um, experimenter, you know, we're going to give you an extra X dollars or something. I don't remember the specific details, but it was like something cool. Like if you if you saw that, that would be really great. And what they found was people who considered them, themselves more lucky were more likely to see that, right? It was there. It was available for everyone. But the people who considered themselves lucky were more open, were more um, attentive, and were even willing to say, hey, why don't I try this out? I don't know if this is real or not, but why don't I ask? Whereas maybe some people even saw it and they were like, ah, this is bogus, or they forgot about it, right? Because they weren't open to the opportunity, and maybe they didn't even see it. So those are two aspects that I've noticed in my career when I start to do the things, right, that are in alignment with what I'm trying to accomplish. And when I'm open to seeing the help, the opportunities, the things that are already coming across my path, but I may disregard them, then I tend to get more lucky. And final bonus tip um, before we close today, the better sense the more specific, honed, focused sense of what you have that you're trying to accomplish, the more luck you will have in doing it because your mind is sort of lasered in on that. And as other opportunities come into your sphere, you will see more of them and they will be more relevant to you. And you'll start to do more of the things in the background because you're so focused. And if you're just thinking like, oh, I want to make some money or, oh, I kind of want to work in this industry, right? That's good, but it's not as focused as someone who says, I want to do this specific thing for this particular, for this particular client or company with this specific speciality. Then you can really, really start to generate or to receive more luck, however you want to think about it semantically. 
So what I would love for you to do today is think about your own approach to luck, right? Do you just sit back and expect things to happen to you? And if, if so, you're lucky and if not, you're unlucky. Or are you doing the things that will help you get more lucky? Are you open to seeing the things that may already be presenting themselves to you in a lucky fashion? Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. I often get asked, why did you create the Thrive Guide for High Potential Underrepresented Professionals? It all started out with one unanswered question. How do you thrive in environments where your advancement is still considered an anomaly? I know far too many talented, ambitious, and devoted professionals whose efforts to climb the corporate ladder were met with resistance, broken promises, and sometimes outright sabotage. As I looked for guidance to meet this challenge, there wasn't much out there other than the generic, you have to be better and work harder than everyone else. While I see some wisdom in this, it ignores the damage that this double standard wreaks on your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. It also doesn't provide any specific strategies on how to handle the daily challenges, such as microaggressions, that create extra drag on your performance. I began to explore this for myself when a few pages of notes turned into 33 lessons, 2.5 hours, and a lot of video editing. The final result was the Thrive Guide with its seven strategies to thrive. Each strategy is designed to address challenges that are rooted in societal, institutional, and personal expectations for groups that have not been, and largely still are not, prevalent in leadership positions. If you refuse to have artificial limits placed on your advancement, but continue to be met with resistance, then this Thrive Guide is for you. Available now on Udemy.com. Let's get thriving. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Wednesday. This is episode 258, our final full week of Executive Presence Morsels, before we transition to my new daily video podcast, Diversity Bites. This is Breakthrough Week, where I talk about several personal breakthroughs that I've had in the last few years that have really, really helped me advance my career and my understanding of the way things work in the professional world. So today I'm going to talk about understanding value and having a better understanding of value because sometimes I feel like we don't really think about this in a meaningful way. We just make assumptions about what value is and what is valued by others based on what other people tell us or societal norms are things like education is valuable or what type of education or work is more valuable than others. There's certain common ways of thinking about it that maybe we just thanks for listening can't wait to be with you again
Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.